Welcome to Off the Air Shelf Podcast, where the focus is on field archery in the UK. I'm Rob, and I'll be offering you tips, advice, news, and interview some guests when I get the chance. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to another podcast from Off the Arrow Shelf. This one I am going to dedicate to our local shoot, our Briar Rose Field Archer shoot that was just over a week ago. It's crazy to think that it's only a week ago. I think my uh, body might still be recovering, but that's just me getting old, I guess. Anyway, as I said, this is going to be about the Briar Rose shoot, how it went, because those of you who listened to the previous podcast will know I was a little bit nervous about it, just because of everything that's been going on and feeling that I've not been able to contribute as much as I would like. We ran this shoot on the 23rd of July, and I think that you could probably summarise this by saying that we ran it on the Sunday, which was sunny, and on the Saturday, it was saturated, quite literally, because it rained. It rained so hard that even my poor old wax coat got so wet that it was still drying out two days later. So the Saturday we were setting up, putting out the 3Ds, putting out the 2Ds. And we decided not to put the paper faces out until the Sunday morning simply because it was so wet. But we got everything done. We went for, we had a 36 target course and it was pretty much a 50-50 split of paper faces, which I'll come to a little bit, and 3D or 2D targets. We'd invested as a club in some new 3Ds just because we want to try and gradually increase our stock of 3Ds. We wanted to try and get some more 3Ds in for the archers that were coming to compete. And I think it's inevitable this because more and more clubs are doing full 3D shoots and people prefer shooting 3D targets because they find paper faces quite hard. And I think part of that might be that paper faces are put out as the, at the size of the face rather than of the size of the actual kill zones of the targets or the scoring zones of the targets. So you tend to find them pushed a little bit further back. That's just my personal opinion. Doesn't necessarily mean it's correct. It's just my experiences of seeing it. As I said, Saturday we were down there and a lot of work went into finalising the course, trimming back the end of the growth and getting it ready. We were absolutely exhausted, I can say. So Sunday morning came and we were all a bit worried because it was a bit cloudy. But by about 10.30 it had brightened up and by the end of the day people were in t-shirts and saying how warm it was and regretting carrying their coats with them because they thought, oh, it might be wet. I also think that the forecast of possible showers put off some people because we did have some no-shows. We ended up with, I think it was about 78 archers actually shooting. About a week beforehand, we'd had just under 100 archers booked onto the actual event. Now, a lot of them cancelled within 48 hours of the event or prior to 48 hours. And I think some of them were down to family commitments or other issues, but also I think the weather played a part with some of them just deciding, oh no, it might rain, I don't fancy going. That's inevitable, and there's not a lot you can really do about that. 
it's a bit disappointing, but never mind. As I said, we had about 70 odd archers um, attend, all ages, all classes. So we had people um, shooting longbows, people shooting top end compound bows, sights, crossbows. And for that reason, because we had the crossbows and the, the compounds there, again, we set up the chrono. Um, that's a chronograph to measure the speed of the arrows. Under um, National Field Archery Society, there is a limit of 300 feet per second for any bows, um, but most noticeably crossbows and compounds. Everybody who was shooting a crossbow or a compound was put through a speed check, which basically means they will shoot three arrows into a target boss um, across the chrono so we can actually register the speed. They all went through fine, didn't have any problems at all. And what was interesting is the number of people who had either not seen a chrono before and wanted to have a go. A lot of barebow archers were curious to see what their rigs would shoot. I think the top barebow was coming in about 180, 190 feet per second. And we had quite a lot of flatbow archers actually this time around. And they were curious to come in. And a lot of them were coming in around 160 to 175 feet per second, which is very respectable for a, a flatbow shooting wooden arrows with heavy fletchings. Anyway, that was the chrono and I spent most of them, in fact I did spend all the morning um, prior to the actual start of the shoot and the arrival of archers manning the chrono to make sure that was running okay and also manning the shooting line so that was going, sorry if you heard a beep in the background, I forgot to switch off computer's notifications. Anyway, what else? Well, as I said before, we actually used paper faces on about half the targets, and these paper faces were the relatively new National Field Artery Society's paper faces. We'd made the decision to actually go with those, partly to see what they were like, to see what the sort of like different selections were, and also we had quite a few, I say short shots, shots that are under 15 yards, under National Field Archery Society, everything is unmarked distances, and only a few um, shooting styles can actually use binoculars. We'd actually set up a lot of the shots, I won't say a lot of shots, a proportion of the shots were quite short. We didn't want to put 3Ds out of that distance, so we invested in paper faces and some of the new um, National Field Archery Society's paper faces. We'd also bought some of their Group 1, their really large um, faces on mesh backgrounds. We had a beautiful couple of tigers big white siberian tiger another like bengal tiger coming forward and we wanted to see how well they would work and they looked absolutely stunning if you go onto the Browers field archer facebook page or onto their website you'll see some photographs there's a beautiful and i mean absolutely stunning uh, wolf paper face that we used they worked really well we spent a lot of time actually camouflaging the target bosses that the paper faces were on and also that were behind the 3Ds. When I say camouflaging I don't mean using um, camouflage material or anything like that. And what I mean is we were actually cutting bracken down and using that and layering bracken and undergrowth over the target bosses so they would effectively to all intents and purposes disappear or not be so obvious. That worked really well because it basically meant that Quite often, if you're looking at a field course and there's a target boss and there's a 3D in front, you can go, I know that's a, a 900 square boss or that's, it looks like a 1300 square boss, so I've got an idea of distance. By camouflaging them, it's a lot harder and it just makes the 3Ds and the paper faces look that bit better. We also put out wasp pegs 
wasp pegs are an optional shooting peg for um, field archers and those are for compound sighted compounds sorry and crossbows the reason for this is that we can narrow the shooting angles or maybe the vision so you'd be shooting through gaps between trees and the like for a compound or a crossbow and the red peg which is the normal adult shooting peg is set off either closer or to one side so it's a, I won't say an easier shot it's a clearer shot less issues with overhead foliage and the like because under field archery and the NFAS I should say you don't have to have clear shooting lines it's actually encouraged for them to be more framed shots so we used wasp pegs quite often you'll see wasp pegs are set just further back than the red peg we try to avoid that we try to make them a bit more technical as I said a little bit more framed narrower gaps to focus the um, archer they seem to work well and yes I think I'll probably say about 50% of the targets the wasp pegs were set close to but not next to the red peg and there are occasions when the wasp peg is actually closer than the red peg so on some of the nearer shots some of the ones that are looking six seven yards i actually put the wasp peg forward because a lot of compound archers a lot of crossbow guys don't have shooting marks for something that's only like four yards away that worked well i'm really keen on wasp pegs i deliberately made sure and spoke to the rest of the guys who were doing the course lane to make sure every single one of our 36 targets had a wasp peg because i don't like going to shoots where some shoots you'll go to will have a, a wasp peg on every single target others will say oh you've got to keep an eye out because some of the targets have wasp pegs some don't my view is let's put them all out there and if they're next to the red peg fine if they're slightly further back or closer it means that people are looking out from and know to expect them not having to look for a sign saying oh does this target have a wasp peg on it personal preference again anyway it worked well and uh, i think we'll probably keep to using them and sometimes it's actually quite good fun if you're shooting with flat bow marie curve i'll actually have a go from the wasp pegs as well what else generally it went pretty well we uh, generated some funds for the club which wasn't too bad it was quite noticeable i think how we we were expecting more archers and there was a lot of cake and a lot of food available and you know if you're a field archer cake is very important to keep your energy level going but we noticed how archers weren't spending as much money and i've spoken to a few other event organizers and they're the same they're saying that there's that the cost of living is having a hit and there are less people attending shoots but also they're spending a bit less money or they're bringing their own sandwiches that's pretty much it weather was good people went away they looked like people went away happy we've had some really positive feedback on the um, website and on the facebook posts a lot of people have said how the fact that there was a a nice mix of technical shots and distances because we did try and mix up the distances our, our wood is a little bit limited as to how many long shots we can put in so the i think the longest shot that we had in from a wasp peg was around 60 yards and uh, we had quite a few that were i say quite a few about half dozen that were around about the um, high 40s low 50s mark for wasp pegs and reasonably 40 plus for the recurves and uh, non-compounds non-crossbows 
but we are limited in our wood so we try and make them more challenging or technical where you've got to get your your stance right or we try and use dead ground to make it look like the targets further than it actually is or closer than it actually is we caught a lot of people out with our uh, white tiger we put that up on the bank and there's a, a section of quite the grassy area and then there's a slightly raised bank and that caught a lot of people out again there were some people who remembered the shot from previous year because we made the decision that we changed about half the course and then kept the other half similar to what it was in previous years but not quite the same we we tweaked distances peg positions and some of the people remembered that which was really good for them some people misremembered some shots saying oh well you had this here last year and it's like actually the fact that your arrow is falling into the dirt is a good indication that you don't remember it because we have actually moved it and we um so we managed to catch a few people out which was good because i always feel that the course layers there to offer a challenge to the archers not to punish them for mistakes we didn't lose that many arrows on the day. We've got a couple of um, shots where we'll have to go around with a metal detector. When the uh, bracken dies down, we were um, surprised, or maybe we we judged it right, the fact that we did have so few targets that, that lost arrows on, that maybe we actually managed to get the balance just right this year, um, a bit better than last year. I think I really, well, I should really, really thank everybody who is in admin and the ladies who were dealing with the cakes and selling the cakes because they did a grand job. Also, Steve Parsons, Phil and Jack who have been, you know, who are our chair, treasurer and secretary. Phil and Steve have put a lot of work into getting the new faces, um, sourcing some new 3Ds and getting the balance out. It's cost a lot of money. The, the D-target faces are quite expensive, but I think the effects that they've created and the distances have been really good. I don't think that NFAS have quite got the target faces just right yet. Um, there's a group for hog, piglet, hoglet, hoglet, aren't they? Maybe pig, maybe hog, sorry, um, which is huge and I think is just too big for being a a group four which is meant to be the smallest target faces out there otherwise the day flowed really well we didn't really have any holdups people were getting around and again that's down to uh, steve and phil who did a lot of work on reorganizing the paths and the routes around the course that worked really well which basically meant people flowed quite well there weren't many holdups there were a few slow shooting groups but that's inevitable we actually cap the size of the shooting group to a maximum of four people so you don't end up with very large shooting groups and that worked pretty well as i said we would normally cap the shoot around about 110 um, archers so that we can deliberately have empty pegs for people to get around and for there to be a comfortable shoot so you're not sort of standing around for the next group to shoot that seemed to work really well and uh, that that's quite nice i think in future what we might do we might have to uh, start charging people in advance uh, pay in advance we don't currently we only charge the adults we don't charge the juniors i think we had 
for juniors this year, which was really good. And that was the decision the club has done from the beginning. We want to try and encourage juniors, so we only charge for the adults. And I think memory serves, we were still charging £8. I think they'll probably have to go up next year just because with all the other costs, unfortunately, target faces and running costs for the event, that's probably going to have to go up. But that's pretty normal the way that um, shoots are going these days. As I said, it went okay. Uh, the new faces worked well. The new 3D targets are they're quite nice. I'll give you, I'll give some feedback and some uh, photos of them at a later stage. They seem to work quite well. Maybe we'll be able to afford uh, one or two more for next year's shoot. We're trying to work out when we can host a next shoot for next year. Um, we're trying to think about it now because this year we clashed with welsh championships and that was unfortunate it was just we're very restricting on what dates we can actually book and unfortunately it would no matter which weekend we booked in july we would be uh, going up against one or more weekend shoots so there was like the liberty shoot the welsh championships there's the politics challenge it's unfortunate but we can only do those certain dates and that's just the way of things. In all, yes, it went pretty well. Feedback's been really positive. There's a few things that we can probably improve for future. The only hiccup we had on the day was the fact we discovered a wasp's nest, which had probably been there a while. It's just the fact that the number of footfalls of people going past probably annoyed the wasps and they became a little bit more active, so we had to call it an off an area. But otherwise everything went okay so thanks very much i've got the next podcast recorded i'm just finishing off the editing and that is again one of the coaching tips podcasts if anybody's got any questions or topics they'd like me to cover please let me know and uh, i'll get back to you soon thanks for your time and remember to enjoy your shooting take care thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed it if you have any feedback or questions drop me a line my email is offthearrowshelf at yahoo.co.uk, but you can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, all with Off the Arrow Shelf. I've also got an offthearrowshelf.com website. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your shooting.